Welcome to the Real Life Girl podcast. I am your host, Bianca, and welcome back or welcome if you are new. I am so excited to have y'all here for today's episode. We are diving into getting ghosted, rejected, and everything God says about that. This past Sunday, my family and I had a family Sunday dinner at our house. We did this big seafood boil. I'm not a seafood person. The only thing I will eat is like salmon and like calamari, but that is pretty much when it comes to the seafood chain for me. So I always like eat before and just like suffer later. Um, I did that. And at this family gathering, we're talking about Christmas because we always do Christmas together. Like as a family, it's like my godparents, me, my sister, um, my immediate family. So it's like a big, we're, you know, we're, a big family and I'm a huge family girl like I have maybe 10 friends outside of my family and the rest of my crew is my family like my families are my best friends I will die saying that because it's so true we're all so tight so every single year for Christmas we all do this like PJ tradition last year we did my family did red plaid and then my godparents and their family did black plaid and we all did this like cute you know Christmas photo shoot it was really nice this year we're doing green and red satin pjs and i was at this family gathering i'm like y'all have any has anyone ordered their pjs yet i haven't ordered mine i don't know when we're supposed to do that my cousin's wife was like i didn't even know what color we're wearing it was so funny And we all sat down and collectively ordered our PJs off of both Amazon and Sheen. I found some really good Christmas PJs off Sheen that were like less than $10, which was so, so cute. Um, Just because, I mean, man, it's so hard to find cute and affordable Christmas PJs. So I'm going to link some that I found on Amazon that I think are really cute, really festive if you're doing anything with your family or friends for the holiday season. This week, I had a really heavy heart over something so small and significant that happened, but I don't know why I just took it really personally. On Friday, I was on FaceTime with one of my friends, and I was telling her about this guy that I'd gone to school with and who I recently like started following on Instagram, and I was like, yeah, like I remember always thinking he was really cute when we were in school, but I never like approached him or anything, but I, I mean, I see his heart for the Lord. I really love that, and I like really, I think I am interested in him. I want to get to know him and I thought she was going to shoot it down and be like no you know find another guy but she was actually like really encouraging about it and she was like girl you should totally reach out to him and I was like no like I you know I'm not a big texter I love calling and facetiming over texting any day um so that was just like a big no to me but she really put me out there I was like all right there's really nothing I could lose I decided to reach out and to make a long story really short it was just really clear he wasn't interested which is fine but I just felt so embarrassed stupid and honestly dumb the fact that I had reached out and I was just telling myself like man why did I do this and my friend reassured me so much god bless her soul she reminded me that I could move on since this guy didn't really seem interested in me and that was okay and that there's nothing that god can't bring back to me if he actually is meant for me This week, especially as the holidays get closer, I thought we could talk about getting ghosted, rejected, and what God has to say about it. I've been ghosted and rejected multiple times, and as much as it was hard for me to keep my hopes up and, you know, keep loving the people that I meet in every new season, I'm so glad that I walked through those seasons because they brought me so much of God's truth to the table. Let's talk about getting ghosted. It was my freshman year of high school, and I really liked a guy that I was in class with, and we had started talking, and I'm a very direct person. Like, I will tell you, 
how I feel about you because why waste anyone's time? I'm not about the games. I feel like if you like someone, tell them. So that's what I did. I told this guy I really liked him and out of nowhere, I mean literally nowhere, I get on Snapchat and like we had streaks, like everything because I really saw like this going somewhere and his bitmoji disappears, our chats are gone. I went on Instagram and he unfollowed and removed me off everything. And the funny thing is, is I honestly was not being overbearing. Like you can tell when you're being delusional and when you're not. And this was one of those times. Like we both talked about going on dates and like meeting each other's family. So I really thought we were on the same page. And then he just like took a step back without me and was like, let me get out of here. And to say that I was torn about this was an understatement. Like my world was set on fire. And I was also in a really pivotal moment in my life at this time because I was newly saved too. I was just getting to know God and his character. So I was like getting to know my Bible and like what translation worked for me. I was learning how to pray. Like I was in that phase of like baby Christianity. Like it was just a very pivotal time. And I'm so glad that that didn't happen looking back because I know for a fact that this boy would not have led me back to Jesus. And that's what a partner should do. And I see every single reason why God didn't allow that to happen. And that's the crazy thing because this was like almost four years ago and I'm just now seeing the reason why God didn't let that happen. And I remember asking God in that moment, why? Why would you allow me to meet this guy and develop feelings for him if I wasn't even going to get the ending that I wanted? And God was like, Bianca, why not you? Because of this, you now know what to not look for or accept all because you liked some guy. The lesson I took away from this was a big one. I was in a big grieving season over this and after some time, I applied so much biblical truth to the situation and I gained a whole new perspective on it. The first perspective God gave me on this is that God does not allow your pain to go to waste. Like he's not a God that sits on a throne in heaven and he's like, hmm, Bianca's life is going pretty well. Let me throw something at her and, you know, trip her up. He's not that kind of God. Like he doesn't play games much like we do. He does everything with intention and he's not going to allow an event in your life to occur if there's not something he can teach you with it. Coming from a girl who has been through job loss, through friendship betrayal, through betrayal by family members, like these are real things that I, along with many of you, have also walked through. And I can always, almost always see the purpose and the reason that God had behind that. And even if I don't see it now, it doesn't mean that he won't reveal it to me another day. Perspective number two is that God removes for a reason and for intention, meaning even if you can't see it, there is a reason why God takes people out of your life. There were conversations that you did not hear. There were intentions that were not pure and there was evil being plotted against you that you didn't even know about. So trust me when I say that God knows what he's doing when he removes people from your life. If you really want to see God do something in your life, ask him to remove the people that are not meant to be in your life. I promise you every single time that I have prayed this prayer, within hours, the Lord acts. Like there were people that I was friend, like I was tight with and God was like, yeah, no, let's, let's move it on. Let's get back on the road. And I was shocked. I had to take a second to get back on my feet, but I mean, it was crazy how fast the Lord acted. Think about it. You trust a bus driver that you have never met or talked to in your life to get you to and from your location safely. So do the same with the Lord. Perspective number three is that when God removes, he replaces with something 10 times better. Amidst my pain, suffering, and whatever it is that I was going through in these seasons, I gained things I never had before. When I first started following God, I felt really alone. You kind of feel like you're the only Christian in the world, and that's a very lonely path to walk upon. And I gained new sisters in Christ that honestly, I'm so tight with. I know that I know that I know that they are my real friends, that they pray for me, and that they are interceding and going to war on my behalf. And those are the friends that you need 
need especially as a christian woman like you totally need girlfriends that are going to support you and walk by you in every storm in every difficulty and that's exactly what i gained in this season one really cool thing that i still see happening in my life today is that some of my classmates that i went to school with four years found god like some of my classmates that i used to gossip with that i used to talk trash with that i used to do some bad things with found the lord with me and now it's like we can literally go on for hours and hours about what the lord has done in our lives it's like we we become like golden retrievers when we talk about our testimonies and all these things and i freaking love that like i love being able to talk about the lord genuinely and not sense like any judgment or shame from another party and that's what i saw in this season so i mean no matter what it was that i was going through god gave me things to be happy and joyful about that's that's something i'll never forget like how faithful he was to continue to look after my heart by supplying those events in my life. The fourth and most obvious perspective is that he was clearly not the one. He made that very prevalent in his actions. And I just think about it to this day. Like what if, what if it ended up working out and we got married and he did that? What if when life's difficulties hit, he just like up and left and ran away? Life will punch you in the gut. Like the Bible promises that. So you don't need to be married to a boy that's gonna up and leave when things get hard. You need a man of God that's going to say, let's put this to bed with some prayer and worship because God is in control and he still sits on the throne. I don't care what's happening in modern day politics. I don't care what's happening in your family. I don't care if your bank account is like $20 away from the red. God is in control. Like as long as he is on that throne, he is in control. And that's something that I still find myself having to learn and to remember, like no matter what I'm hit with, I just got to roll with the punches because I know that God is fighting for me. So sister, I cannot stress this enough, but even if you can't see why someone left, why God removed them, it is a blessing. Even if you can't see that, just remember that. Remember that God doesn't sit on his throne and think that your life is doing really well and that he needs to throw some excitement in there by messing things up. He's not that kind of God. So I think just relearning God's character and realizing the biblical truth of the matter is that God definitely has a plan and a future to bring you goodness and light and good into your life. That is so powerful. So just always keep that in mind. Let's talk about getting rejected. So this happened when I was way back in elementary school. This was about maybe 10 years ago. And even though this was such a small experience that occurred in my life, it still speaks volumes to me now as an adult. I wrote about this little story on my blog that you can read by typing in thereallifegirl.com slash blog into your search engine and you can also browse through each topic of your choosing. It'll also be linked down below. I was in fourth grade and I remember I had the biggest crush on this guy that was in the other fourth grade class. I was like every other kid. I had a haircut that made my hair look like a triangle. It was that short. I would wear big skirts to school. Like I was really, I was really my own person Bianca really thought she had everything in the bag and everything going for her but I think that's just how you think as a kid so this one day I decided to tell this boy that I liked him and that I had a crush on him so I got all my sparkly gel pens out I was a big pen girl um now not so much I'm more of like technology like every notebook everything that I have is like all on my computers and my iPads because I feel like I'm always running around between like meetings and conferences so I just feel like having everything on one device is so good but at the time I was like really big on like gel pens stationary so I got out the prettiest gel pen I had I think it was like pink and I also got stationary because I wanted this guy to know I was putting in the effort so he should too 
I ripped my notebook paper out of my binder and I started writing this note and I can't remember exactly what I said but I remember saying something along the lines of like I didn't have the guts to tell you but I really like you and blah blah like that's all I remember I totally wish I would have that by now but I put so much effort into this note I wrote multiple drafts I asked my eight-year-old friends for feedback like that is how serious I was about this I also think this is why I love writing so much because it's one of my big strengths I always grew up on like creative writing I took so many creative writing classes and certifications and it's like still something I do for this day even if I'm like feeling a little bit down I just write some poetry and pray and I'm like so good but <laughs> this was like I think a big pivotal moment in like my writing career um because I loved it I, I still do to this day so getting back into the story I was too scared to give him the note myself so I gave my friend the note and I was like girl just pass it to him just let me know what he says so she gave him the note and she comes back and I'm like well what did he say and my friend she's like he said he doesn't like you but if you were skinnier he would totally like you he would really like you actually and I was crushed like understandably so because who wants to hear that about themselves I was already insecure I was already battling eating disorders and I already had extremely low self-confidence and that my friend was the cherry on top the lesson I took away from this one is something I still add on to, I still remember, and I still just take into heart to this day. Even though this was so many years ago, I think about it 10 years later, and this painful story brings a valuable lesson that I want to share with you. I didn't get rejected. God rejected it. Let me say that again. I didn't get rejected. God rejected it. God saw things that I didn't see and heard things I didn't hear and said, you know what? My fourth grade eight-year-old little daughter deserves better than that. You might be thinking, it's a dumb little story, like what did you take away from that? And I'll tell you, if you take care of yourself, if you work out, you eat right, you sleep well, you honor the Lord with your temple, a true man of God is going to see the effects of that in your life and still will choose you and only you. My entire life, I've, I've always been a curvy girl, right? Anyone that knows me knows that. If you've grown up with me, I mean, I, I pretty much look the same, but I think I've made a lot of improvements in myself. I've definitely glowed up physically, mentally, and emotionally, but I mean, I wasn't necessarily always proud to say that. And I would spend four hours doing intense cardio two years ago. I was like walking and running miles each day, and I still felt and saw that myself in the same way. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I'd think to myself, man, no guy is ever going to love me and my size will make me hard to be with. And I'm so healthy. Like I walk miles each day. Eating right and moving my temple is number two priority to me, second to Jesus. But for so long, no matter what I did, no matter how hard I worked out, no matter how well I ate, I was so worried about my appearance and how that would make me unlovable. And what a lie that was from the enemy. In case you didn't know, the enemy will try and will say anything he can to you to keep you from feeling like you can be loved, to keep you from feeling like you can be normal and loved by the Lord fully and wholeheartedly. Which is why it is so important to fight those negative thoughts with biblical truth and what the Lord says about you and to also not marry someone or get with someone because of how they look but how their heart is. Let's say you get married and you have kids. Us as women, our bodies change with stretch marks, with weight gain, weight loss, and these changes are normal and created by God. So just imagine how much our bodies do for us in that way. They nourish, they protect, they heal from us from the inside out, and they can also create new life, which is so crazy. Like, I still think about that. So why am I hating my temple, the temple that God created, all because of what a guy said about it? 
Because if a guy or a girl is going to make fun of your body and shame it, that is what they are. They're a child. And if I want to be married to a guy that loves me for looks, I better be prepared for him to leave me in 10 years when I have wrinkles, stretch marks, and have our children. And that's why it's so important to marry their character over their appearance. Because just if they look cute, but they're not praying, they're not fasting and getting into the presence of God with you, it's not worth feeling lonely for two seconds. And I'm going to be real. I am 18 years old. Alexa just she loves going off right when I'm podcasting don't you thank you for not talking this time <laughs> I think by the time you're like 14 or 15 most of your friends can say that they have had their first kiss they've had sex they've been in relationships all these things I could never say any of those things I have never been in a relationship or even text a boy and I can confidently say that I really don't care how lonely this journey gets honestly I know that if I have God, it's all I need, and I refuse to settle for less than I deserve because I know that he is faithful to provide me a man that leads me back to him time and time again. Because life is going to get difficult. There are going to be plans that fall through. There are going to be things that we want to plan, but God decides over. And so I need a man that's going to sit here and say, let's pray about this. Let's worship about this. Let's go to God about this than going to our own devices and going to Google over God. So if a guy tells me that he is not going to pursue me because of how I look, hey, that is a bullet that I have dodged right there. And it says way more about them than it will ever say about me. Because guess what? Now I know how shallow their relationships and future romantic marriages are going to be because of who they are. They care so much about what's on the outside versus what is on the inside and inside someone's character, their personality and their heart for the Lord. And man, when people reveal their true colors to you, is that such a blessing from God? In my past, when I would get ghosted and rejected, I would always try to find answers as to why. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm a closure person. I want to find why. I want to know why. And that was a big thing for me. And I remember hearing people say, you know, if he wanted to, he would. He just doesn't want to. Or maybe it's just not the right time. It's the right person, but wrong timing. Like, all of these, like, surface level, shallow answers. And it just wasn't doing good for me. And I realized that any time a guy, like, ghosts you or anything, it's mostly something that is going on within him over you and I'm not perfect either like I have ghosted guys because I didn't like them and the Lord convicted me like I would block people and just never talk to them again and God was like that is not what I would do and I was like ooh, you know I, I was really I caught I felt so caught in my own sin and I had to completely repent and turn my ways from that in Jesus's name and I mean still I, I know it for myself anytime someone does ghost you it's always something that they're scared of it's always something that they can't really pinpoint in their own selves so they feel the need to do that to other people and to leave their emotional relationships and a truth i love when it comes to rejection is that you did not get rejected you can never be rejected if you're a child of god you can never be rejected god rejects it god will see job opportunities god will see relationships god will see friendships that try to make their way in your life and be like mm, no i got better and it won't ever feel good in the moment when God says that he has better, but we have to stop taking these counterfeit relationships, these counterfeit friendships and counterfeit job opportunities and actually go forth what God has for us because anything that God has is always better than anything we can supply ourselves. Before we close out today's episode, I want to bring some truth from God's word to you as we head into the new week because I know that it can be so difficult to see God through the pain of getting ghosted and rejected, but if that does or has ever happened to you, I want to remind you that you were never rejected and that God rejected it. And if God says no, it means he's got something so much better planned. 
truth number one, even if we feel rejected, we are loved and pursued by God. And that's found in 1 John 4, 16. Truth number two, even though we don't get the guy that we wanted or the relationship that we desperately needed, God has a better plan for us. And that's Jeremiah 29, 11. Truth number three, even if they ghosted or rejected me, God will never leave me. And that's Psalm 27, 10. And truth number four, even though they didn't pursue or show interest in me, I am still a good thing to be found. And that is Proverbs 18, 22. So friend, I pray that left you really encouraged and empowered as a daughter of God. And I wanted to say a quick prayer for any sister out there because we all need Jesus in our lives. So if you would, let's go ahead and pray together. Father, I lift up the sister listening to this right now, and I ask that you would free her from anything that's going on in her life, any depression, any anxiety or worry that's trying to enter her heart. I ask that you send it right back to the gates of hell where it belongs and replace it with your tangible love, peace, and joy. I ask that in the moments she doesn't feel pursued, that you would remind her, Lord, that you are constantly going after her and sending out armies to find her. Help us to remember the biblical truths that we find in your word in 1 John, in Psalms, and in Proverbs, that you will never leave or forsake us and that you are always looking out for our best interest. I place your tangible love, your peace, and your joy over her and over her heart in this season, and I ask that you would cancel anything that is entering her life that is not meant for her. Please help her not to worry about the things that she can't control. Help her to remember to lay her worries at your feet and to keep praying about each of them. If it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough for her to pray about. Give her the strength to continue living the life that you have called her to, even when she's tired or when she doesn't feel like it. And we ask these things faithfully in Jesus' name. Amen. Whew, I feel so much better after that. I love just taking a second to pray after I am like worried or getting caught in like anxiety or stress. It's like the best stress reliever ever. The other day, I even had a friend um, who was stressing about something in her own life. And I was like, girl, let's just sit down and pray. <laughs> we felt so much better. I love that. So thank you all so much for tuning in. I love you guys. I hope that you are leaving today encouraged and empowered. And with that, I will see y'all in the next episode.